Well, good morning, Antioch family. What a blessing and a gift it is to be with you here this morning. Uh, the house, you feel the, the spirit in the house this morning. When Pastor Jay was talking about peace, it was so just needed in that moment. And, and I just love that as a family, we come together and we can worship. And in that moment, we get to seek the Lord and know, God, whatever you want. How many of you love that, being part of this family? Being part of this family, being in this body. And that's what this morning, as we've been on the Antioch Family Christmas series. Last week, Pastor Jade brought to us a biblical worldview of family. Seeing family through the context of the way that God designed it. There's a design that he has. And there's a design that man has tried to create, but we are trying to focus on what God has designed the family to be about. And so this morning, as we look at some things and, and as we uh, navigate some conversation this morning, I want to just bring this to your attention. I'm going to dive right in and make sure that I make the most of every minute being up here. Um, as Pastor Jay talked last week, we have been adopted into God's family. Can we agree on that this morning? We've been adopted into his family, and since we have been adopted into his family, there are privileges, there are rights that we are now, uh, are, have access to this morning. And so, as we've been adopted into God's family, there are blessings that come from being part of a family. Is that true? There are blessings that be, come from being part of that family. Like some of you got a bed when you were a kid. You got to lay in, that's a blessing, that's a gift. That's real, right? This morning, some of you, as you look at this, we'll talk about that here in a minute, but we believe that family members receive family blessings. Family members, those that belong to family, receive family blessings. So this morning, there are certain blessings that can only be found in God's design for family. There are only certain ones that you can get in the context of the way that God designed family and all God's designs produce God's blessings. If God created it and he designed it, out of that, if he sowed into it, his fruit will always be blessing. You'll always draw from that blessing. Another way I could say is that God's blessings follow God's ways. Okay, if we desire to be a part of God's family, we will follow his ways knowing that the reward and what will be reaped on the other side is his blessings. So this morning, we're going to talk about some of those blessings and some of those ways. But I really want to address a couple groups of people in this room this morning and in a couple unique ways. First, I want to talk to the family members of Antioch. Those that have jumped in and said, I'm part of this Antioch family. And first and foremost, I want to say thank you. We want to say thank you for taking the opportunity, for taking the risk and the chance that's all involved in that and just jumping in and saying, I'm here. And the risks involved, right? There are many trials and tribulations that will be faced. And I want to say thank you. Though those times may be difficult to stay in the spiritual family, I know that on the other side, there's always reward. We know that as if we stick these trials out as part of being part of this family, that there are rewards and there are blessings on the other side. And this morning, as we look at this, there are things that now that since you are a part of this family and as a result of being part of this family, there are things you can expect. There are things that you can expect by saying, I've taken the plunge, I've taken the risk and chanced it all and said, I wanna be a part of this family, I wanna work through those trials. And there are things that you can expect from being part of this family. 
Think about it even in your natural family. There are things that you can't expect even in the natural family because you're part of that family. And so as we look at that, those that are part of this family, I want you to become consciously aware of what's available for you in those blessings. The second group of people I want to talk to this morning are those that are in this room that may not feel like you're part of a spiritual family. You may be sitting in these very same seats year in and day in and day out, year in and year out, and still not feel like you're part of the family, right? Have you ever felt that, that place where the room is full, but you feel alone? You don't feel connected to anyone. And some of that in this case, some of that may be on us. Some of that may be on us, that that, that hasn't happened. But I'd like to propose that some of that may be on you, that you haven't taken the risk and said, I want to be in. It's a little scary, but I want to be in. And so some of that is on you. But we take our place, and my appeal to you today is this, that there are blessings available for you. Those of you that have not taken the plunge to jump in, to say, I want to be a part of this family, I want to make an appeal to you today that there are blessings waiting for you. There are things this morning that, you're, that you could be missing out on. When I look at other families, I'm like, oh, what would it be like to be a part of that family? What would it be a part, to look like to be a part of that family? And this morning, I'm appealing to you, those of us that come week in and week out, and even if it's your first time here this morning, I'm appealing to you that we must be a part of a spiritual family. And this morning, I'm appealing to you to be a part of the Antioch family as we ready our hearts. Can we ready ourselves with that this morning? All right, I'll get some agreement with you here in a moment. Um, Why I'm saying all of this is because our ultimate goal during this series is that the invitation to be a part of this family is available to you. That we're gonna make it loud and clear that the invite has been made. That the invite is out there that you can be a part of this family. So you can't say, well, I was never invited into the circle. I was never invited into the family. The invitation is here. You are welcome. (laughs) I always, (laughs) we'll get on a sidetrack, but let's keep going. I'm gonna talk about three critical blessings. These are not exhaustive. These are not to the full ends, but these are three critical blessings that I believe, that we believe that come from being part of a family. So if you have your note-taking devices and or trees that have been turned into paper and then you write on pen, I'm not sure what those look like anymore. But what I can tell you is if you take those devices out, I'm gonna encourage you to take notes this morning, but I'm gonna encourage you also, as I bring this word and this message forward this morning, I'm gonna encourage you to open your hearts. I wanna encourage you this morning that I may be talking and touching on things that may not feel easy, that may feel like somebody touching a wound or touching something in this morning. And I'm gonna make appeal to you this morning that you would open your heart this morning. Give family a second chance. Give yourself the opportunity to risk it all again, to trust more again this morning. So these critical blessings can write down just three of them real quick and then I'll expound on each one. We're gonna talk about the blessing. From the blessing of family comes identity. From the blessing of family comes responsibility. Don't move in your chair. From the blessing of family comes legacy. I show how these three will connect this morning. 
But from the blessing of family comes identity. From the blessing of family comes responsibility and also comes legacy. God's design is that natural and spiritual families would be the greatest influencer to grow and mature sons and daughters. Let me say that again. God's design is that natural and spiritual family would be the greatest influencer to grow and mature sons and daughters. The, the family, the context of family was designed so that we may obtain our identity. Without parents coming together, without that family, identity's lost. And so I submit to you today, that families affect the way that we view ourselves. The way that we see ourselves, the way that I see myself personally, and today I'm gonna to get vulnerable with you. I'm gonna to open my heart. If I'm gonna ask you to do that, I'm gonna do the same thing. But the way that we view ourselves has been affected through the family and the context of those that we consider family has shaped it. The way that they have said who we are and the way that they have, we have thought and perceived helps us view who we are. Family shapes the way that we see ourselves. Families, healthy families, healthy identity, I should say, is the blessing that comes from healthy families. Our identity, those that you see, see little ones walking around knowing who their dad is. I love Brielle when she goes around and she'd be like, Oh, I'm a Galvan. That's what I do. <laughs> well, why? Because <laughs> that's what she knows and that's what she's seen. Am I saying that I do everything healthily right? No, but there's identity that's being acquired in those moments that she realizes that I'm part of that and that's why I'm this way. She always likes to tell, I'm a quarter Mexican because she does the math and I'm like, Brielle, you're Mexican and American, yes, but I'm a quarter Mexican, dad. I'm like, okay, however you want to say it. <laughs> but you still have it in you. <laughs> I say all that because our identity becomes shaped by our families, by what our parents say, even by what our brothers and sisters say, right? I'm the oldest of six kids. I have four younger brothers and a little sister and I love the big family. But when you wanna know what a middle child will do and what an oldest would look like and a youngest would look like, start to see what it looks like within the concept. We can't do that without family. You cannot do that. And those identities get formed within the context of family. You know, we, I, I remember a time I was at a dinner table and my brothers and sisters still make fun of me for this. I will be done with dinner and then it's time to clean up, right? And so as the oldest, right? So I've already worked out the process of what needs to be done. So I'm like, well, if you do this and you do this and you do this and you do this and I'll be back in 10 minutes. Right? Leadership is influence. And so, <laughs> but our identity comes out of that context of family. It's out of, our, it's out of our, fa our family that our identity is formed. And I want to say this today. Our identity is valuable. We must put within our minds that there is worth to the identity that we have. Everybody, there are things that will try to remove the price tag of your identity. 
there will be things and people and individuals and this world tries to remove the worth of our identity. It's not that big of a deal. Don't worry, you're just that way. There's nothing really, you really don't matter. There's no value you bring. Imagine this, for unto us a child is born and imagine realizing that guess what? Just because that baby can't do anything for us does not mean that it doesn't have value. See, Jesus of ultimate value in this season, we honor him. And he came as a child, as a child, and we still honor. There was honor that was bestowed upon. There's value bestowed in that moment. Why? Because there was an identity in him that we were giving. We are even in this season giving honor to because of that identity. I, um, I want you to understand and hear this morning why I believe identity is so important. And, and I want to share a little bit of my journey here in a moment of, of being part of this Antioch family. But I believe in God's, and we believe in God's idea and God's kingdom that the family was a place where identity was formed. And it's still that way for positive or negative, for better or for worse. In God's design of family, identities are to be formed. Sons and daughters are to be matured. It's within your family unit that you're going to receive the foundational core of who you are. Some of us in this room can think, man, a lot of why I am the way that I am is because of my family. You know, I was driving one day and I was sitting and, and I was leaning a certain way and I like had my arm on the rest and all of a sudden I realized, oh my goodness, that's my mom. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? When you've seen it so long, you're like, I just did something my mom did. Oh my goodness. I had my brothers and siblings around a table one, one day and we were sitting there loving on our children. We have all these 13 grandkids around the house, but our kids would be in our laps. And all of a sudden you would see each one of the, the, my brothers like nibble on the ears of their kids and just say, I love you. And all of us in that moment went, you do that? I do that. And mom goes, ah, don't worry. Your dad did that to you guys when you were kids. Why? Because those things were being formed in us at that moment, and God's design is that our foundational core would be formed in the context of family. There, uh, that's the same to say about the spiritual family. You may not have come up in a great family. You may not come up in a situation that, that reflected positively on your identity, but I want you to know there's still hope. There's still hope. Still hope, number one, that God's adopted you into a family. So you have another shaper of your identity because you're part of that family. You no longer just have to take on the identity of your earthly family. You can take on the identity of his kingdom being shaped inside of you this morning. There's hope for you. There's hope for you because as this has all been designed to shape your identity and out of your identity comes some of your greatest choices. And I'll talk about those here in a minute. But I want you to hear this. I've been a part of the Antioch family uh, six years this past October. <laughs> My wife and I came in October of 2008 and have never left. <laughs> Bless the Lord, oh my soul. As I was preparing this message and, and talking with Pastor Jade, I, I began uh, being challenged to reflect on the past six years of my life being part of this family. About three months into our journey here, Renee and I got together and I was like, hey, I really liked that Pastor Jade guy. 
And he wasn't a senior leader at that moment, but I was like, I really want to be connected to him. He was overseeing Generation Church, the young adults and, and the youth at that time. And so I approached him and said, hey, can I have a meeting? Can we meet? He's like, sure, who are you? <laughs> Don't worry, I'll show you my credentials later. And so we sat down and we got together our first time and Pastor Dan was at that meeting and, and we were in a room together and I can still remember where we were and and uh, I was like, I really want to be a part of, of, of your ministry and I want to serve and I want to, you know, help. I'll lead whatever you want me to do. And he's like, okay, I'm just listening to me. And he goes, here's what I want to do with you, David. He goes, all I want you to do is be faithful. That's it. I'm not going to give you a position. I'm not going to do anything. I just want you to come. Show up. Be faithful. Serve where you can, but be faithful is what he said. And you see, the reason why he has said that through our dialogue in that conversation, he began to hear things of what had happened in my life. You know, I, I, I had a, uh, a tattered background. <laughs> I'd been a part of other organizations and, and made my own choices along the way. And, and I'll talk about those here in a minute, but made some choices along my way that reflected that he's like, here's what we're going to do with you. I want, to, I want you to show that you're faithful. And I was like, okay. So I'm still trying to be faithful. <laughs> and uh, so about a year into that I then became part of the staff in, in 2011 and, and uh, April 2011 but through that entire journey for, uh, from that time that we got here in 2009 where I started serving in, in, in GC and being a part of it I just served I just served I didn't, I didn't get a title they didn't say hey David you're now the overseer of all the events I didn't get none of that and I just sat here and I just served. I would come in on days off. I would come in and I'd give all my time that I could to serve GC and the youth and young adults of this ministry. And many of some, some great relationships in this room are because of those two years of just coming in and out and in and out. For two solid years, have great memories of rain being poured down on Village 7 Park. Great memories of just things happening uh, at all of our events. Every Sunday, without fail, it rained. I was like, all right, Lord, I'm not into signs, but yeah, let's do it. Okay, so let's let it rain. Here's what happened. As I served for those two years, come April 2011, Pastor Jade said, hey, would you like to be a part of this staff? And there wasn't an inkling in me that said, there was, there was like no, I did, there was no decision. It was already made. And um, over these past four years that I've been part of staff here at Antioch, I, I, I struggle saying the word staff because it means more to me on the context of family. As I begin to reflect over the past four years and the past six years of my life being here at Antioch, I begin to reflect on many of the relationships that I have here at Antioch. And I begin to think about what would my life look like if they weren't in my life? What would it look like if, uh, if I didn't know the Carbajals? What would I look like if if I didn't know the Paul Reese's? What would my life look like if I didn't know the Gramlicks, the Greenwoods, the Moors, the Rich? What would my life look like if I did not have relationship, if I didn't take the risk and stepped into and said, I'm part of the spiritual family? What would that look like? What would it look like if I didn't know Ransom or Mercy? What would my life look like if I didn't know Kenya, Milan, Kingston, Israel? What would that my life look like? And then as I kept peeling back the pages, I said, what would my life look like without Pastor Dan? 
a man who I consider a great friend of mine, but more than a friend, a family member. And then I said, what would my life look like without the Duncans? You see, everything that you see on this stage right now, everything that you've encountered, if you've known me over this past five years, the identity that has been shaped is because this man and this woman had decided that, hey, we love you enough, we're going to keep you around. And even if they said that, and if I didn't make the choice to put myself into that situation, none of this would be going on. See, there are those of us in the room that think, well, why can't I be, have you taken the risk to say I want my identity shaped by this? I want the blessing of identity. You see, I, 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 don't, I don't take credit for this. I take credit for the fact that I did make a choice to step into it. But I give, uh, first and foremost, all the glory to God, but second and foremost to that, I give so much honor and gratitude to these two in my life because of what they've shaped here. The voice you hear coming out of my voice right now, the voice that you should be hearing is everything that's been loaded into me by those two by those around me. You see, I've been shaped so much. My identity has been shaped so much. The core essence of who I am is because I decided to make a choice to jump into the family, not to sit back. You know what it's like. Don't sit back. But to jump in is a little scary. We'll talk more about that. And it's the source. My identity is the source where all of my life flows out of. Would you agree? Do you realize the way that you view yourselves, the way that you've been shaped by the view of your family affects the choices that you make. How you view yourselves affects the choices that you make. And it's not just one choice, it's small choices. It's small choices. And we're gonna talk about that here in just a moment, but I wanna just prime the pump to get us to responsibility, but I want you to understand that your choices do affect your are affected by the way that you view yourselves. And how we view ourselves will either have us living as sons and daughters or having us live as orphans. See, it's all within the context of perception. I mean, when many of us have gone to a 3D movie, right? You go to that 3D movie and, and then some of us are like, oh my goodness, that makes me so sick. But some of us are like, love the 3D movie and we got the glasses on and we're like, oh great, this looks good. And the moment you take them down, what happens? The whole screen changes. It's like, it's like something happened to my TV. Right? And the reality is this, that's perception. And your perception of yourself will always affect the way that you act and interact with others. But that perception, again, is shaped within the context of your family. The blessing of identity comes within the context of healthy families. The way that God designed them. Okay? Are you staying with me this morning? Good, I appreciate it. <laughs> Being in a family will determine what kind of son and daughter you'll be. Think about it. If you're not in the context of family, do you have the opportunity to be a son or a daughter? You, have the, you do have the opportunity when you make a choice to be part of a family. We also want you to believe this morning that the more tightly knitted, connected that you are to a spiritual family is one of the best ways to grow your sonship. You want sonship in your life? Jump in the family. You want to grow in your identity? You want to know more about who you are? Jump into the family. Be around those that are going to shape you. Be around those that are going to offend you. That is true, right? That's true. 
So, <laughs> oh, I love you. Okay. It will be. It's true. Do you realize we get offended most, most by those that we care about the most? And you see, you can't care about somebody if you haven't jumped in. You don't take a risk. Caring requires risk. Supporting one another requires risk. Loving one another requires risk. Being part of a family requires risk. You know what's great about being part of a family? There's a guarantee on the other side of that risk. There's a blessing of identity. There's a shaper that's happening. As you're connected more to that family, that's the best way to grow your sonship. And you realize that as you get as you jump into the context of family, you realize that you become actually part of, of, of a journey of sonship, but you're not alone. Do you know that? If, if I were to be honest and we were to be honest in the room and vulnerable in the room, be like, how many of us are really on a sonship journey? Every hand should probably go up, right? So then it's like, well, if they're on the journey and I'm on the journey, maybe they're a little bit further, but that's okay because I'm part of the family and everybody's on the journey together. So I don't have to worry that, well, they're doing this, you know, or, or they're doing this. I don't have to worry that competition. Why? Because in our context of family, we are to propel one another to sonship. I'll say this again, okay, because I want to help us. In our families, we are to propel one another to sonship. We are to compel one another to sonship, not compete. That changes our family. Why? Because we're going, I'm going to push you to sonship. I'm not going to step over you so I can get sonship. Right? Right? And this morning, I want us to understand that when we become part of the family, it's no longer a competition. When you're in the family, it's not like how many times I can outserve somebody. You won't outserve me, so don't worry. Okay? Just making sure you're still all awake. <laughs> no argument, see? <laughs> Nothing but affirmation in that. But here's what I will say. What I will say is this, there's no longer competition. So I want you to look to those in your row, look to the person side of you and say, I'm not competing with you. But here's what I can say. Oh, see, look, we needed just a little bit of that. And here's why. Because what happens is within the context of families, healthy families will spawn one another and they will continue to push one another closer and closer to the identity. That's what we believe here at Antioch. When you jump into the family, we're going to push you and push you push you closer to Antioch, to your identity. We're going to push you closer and closer to your identity. Being part of this family means that you'll be closer to your identity. I can guarantee you that. I can guarantee you that. You know why? Because you're looking at it. I made a decision, my wife and I made a decision, we're going to jump into this family, although we knew it was difficult, although we knew it would affect us, but we made that decision. And so what, I want to talk about our decisions this way, because watch, the second blessing of family this morning I want to talk about is the blessing of responsibility. And I said earlier, don't move in your chair because you're like, how can responsibility be a blessing? <laughs> and all the parents said, amen, and all the kids said, oh gosh. And so... This morning, I want us to hear this. God's design is that the natural and spiritual family will be the greatest training ground to equip us for personal responsibility. 
God's design is that the natural and the spiritual family will be the greatest training ground to equip us for personal responsibility. Orphans don't have responsibility. Sons and daughters do. The way that we view ourselves will affect the choices that we make. How we view ourselves would affect the choices that we make. In all of life, in every situation, you're gonna have, to, you're gonna have two choices to make. You're either gonna be able to make responsible choices or you're gonna be able to make irresponsible choices. You're gonna have the opportunity to make unhealthy choices and you're gonna have the opportunity to make healthy choices. I do this in a classroom and I show a chart and there's some lines in it and everything like that. But you have a path. If, if you chose to do an unhealthy path, right, your choices were irresponsible, I can show you what that will look like. Many of us in this room can show us what that looked like. Well, this will add up and this, this, and this. It's compounded and you'll get more, you know. And on this, I'll tell you what healthy choices will look like. I'll tell you what responsible choices will look like. But we have to understand that the learning of that happens within the context of a family. You don't learn responsibility outside of family. You learn responsibility inside the context of family. That's where, it's supposed to, that's where the training in God's design is supposed to happen. We have, we have a young generation right now making irresponsible choices and unhealthy choices. Why? Because there was no conduct or what pastor said this morning, government in that family to say, hey, this is a training ground for responsibility to be happening. We, we, we forego that as parents saying, no, uh, maybe that may have happened in those situations. No dock on parents, but what it is is that we have to identify that responsibility is a blessing and that's done within the context of family. This morning, I want us to understand how important our decisions are. I said earlier that our identity is valuable. If our choices reflect how we view ourselves, then the choices you're making right now, do they reflect a son or a daughter? Do they reflect a son or a daughter? You see, five years ago when Pastor Jade had the opportunity of, taking, uh, of being the senior leader of this organization of this body, of this family, being the father of the house, there was a meeting that had to happen in January, 2010. There was a meeting that he was invited to uh, for youth pastors and, and young adult pastors to come to. And Pastor Dan and Pastor Aaron were going to that same meeting. And there was a choice that he had to make. He's like, I'm on a senior level. Like I got a lot of things that I'm trying to juggle now. And now there's an empty seat. And Pastor Dan and, and Aaron had said, hey, well, what if David could go? And, and, and they're like, I was like, oh, great. I'll go. There's a free lunch. That's exactly what I said. I was like, there's a free lunch. I'm going. So I went with Pastor Dan and Pastor Aaron. I made a choice. I made a choice. Being part of this family, they thought of me. So I made a choice. I went to that meeting. That one meeting. That one meeting opened doors for me to communicate to 6,000 students on an annual basis. That one choice. One choice. But guess what? That would not have happened if I didn't put my two feet in this family. That would not have happened if I didn't risk everything. That would not have happened. Lives would not have been changed. Watch this. Because you're holding back, lives are being missed out on. Being part of this family, making responsible choices. Your choices count and are worth and show the reflection of your identity. As we talk about responsibility, I want you to understand that responsibility is a gift. It's a blessing. It's something that we can steward. I can talk about responsibility in numerous different ways, but I want you to hear this from me. 
I want you to know the magnitude of your choices and how much they do affect. And that's going to lead us to our third point this morning. And it's going to talk about legacy. The blessing of family, being part of a family is legacy. And here's how I'll connect it. I'll connect it this way. Families affect the way that we view ourselves. The way or how we view ourselves affects the choices that we make. Now listen to this. And the decisions and choices we make will affect the legacy we leave. You see that? The blessing of identity in your family, the way that you view yourself, will affect the decisions that you make and the responsibility that you have, and it will in turn affect the legacy that you leave. All out of identity. All out of knowing who we are all out of knowing what family we come from, all out of putting ourselves at risk and saying, I'm in. I want to be a part. I don't want to go anywhere else. I'm going to take the hard road and I'm going to stay when things get rough because I know that's the responsible choice. I know that's the decision that I want to make, even though everything else is hard, because I want to leave a legacy. I want lives to be changed. Watch, if I, if I say it to you this way, it may make a little bit more sense. God's design is that natural and spiritual families would be the greatest vehicle for God's legacy here on earth. Read Matthew. First, first book, most of us skip over it because all the lineage. Like, do you realize that's one family to another 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 family? Do you realize there's things in your own natural family that they have passed down, that you've acquired along the way and you're gifted at and you didn't realize like four generations ago they caught wind of that and they put it into your family line and now you're really good at it because of them. Why? Because they made a responsible decision because they understood their identity in that moment. If you don't understand your identity, the choices will reflect that and your legacy will reflect that. But if you do understand your identity, if you do understand who you are, your responsible choices will reflect that and your legacy will reflect that. Now, the decisions we make will affect our legacy. You see, each week we bless the children here at Antioch. It's not just something we do in the schedule. It's not just something that we do because we have to. We bless our children because we believe in generational inheritance. We bless our children because we realize that they are our legacy. We bless our children because it's the responsible choice. It's the responsible decision because we know our identity. Our identity, our understanding of our identity will always affect our choices, which in turn will affect our legacy. Now, all three of those things are critical blessings to a family. Critical blessings to a family. Now, I hope I've, I've, I've convinced you enough to realize that <laughs> your identity does matter but your identity is only shaped within the context of family. And here's why, because I want you to make the choices, the choices that reflect that identity so that you can have the choices that will leave a legacy. Our questions, a couple questions I have for you about legacy is this, what's being passed down your family line? You're like, I'm just a teenager, I'm just a student right now, does it matter? Yes, it does. I'm just a young adult, does it matter? Yes, it does. What, what, what about this? What, what, ha, what, um, what spiritual advantage are you giving your children and grandchildren? 
What spiritual advantage are you giving them right now? And, and what I'm going to ask you to do is to run into identity so that you can give them a spiritual advantage. Children and grandchildren are depending on you right now. See, our, our understanding of our identity will affect lives. It's no longer just about us. And so I'm going to address the two groups I addressed earlier today as I close here. A couple things. The question I, uh, that was proposed to me, and I, I really had to wrestle with this, do I really believe that if people get deeply connected to Antioch, that their lives will change? Do I really believe that? Do you really believe that? And here's what I want to say, yes. Without a doubt, in my mind, you decide that you're going to put two feet into this family, and you're like, I'm in this family. And maybe you've been a part of this family, and this morning, if you've been a part of this family and you feel like you're a part of this family, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm asking you to let's go take it to another level. Let's go up higher. Can we go up higher? Let's go up higher in our sonship. Let's ante up again and say, I'm in. I'm, all in. I'm pushing my chips back in. I may have taken some chips out over the year, but guess what? I'm putting them all back in. I'm, I'm, gonna do, I'm getting back into this. For those of us that are not a part of a spiritual family, I'm making the appeal to you this morning, like I said from the beginning. Jump in. Jump in from somebody who's been just where you've been. I'm not telling you to do something that I myself would not do. But I have seen the benefits and the blessings and the privileges that come from being part of a family. And I only touched on some of them this morning. I didn't touch on all. If I sat here, we'd be here for much longer than what it is now. But I don't want to keep you that much longer. But I can tell you this, they're worth it. You know why they're worth it? Because I have a 10-year-old little girl that's benefiting from all of it. And I could care less what happens to me, but I can care everything that happens to her. My choices no longer just affect me. Your choices no longer just affect you. They affect everybody else that you are attached to. This morning, you have to, we have to understand, we have to get in our minds that you being a part of the Antioch spiritual family, that you being a part of this family will not no longer just affect you, but it's going to affect some of the most amazing people of your life. Some of the relationships are going to grow here. You're going to grow in a way that you've never grown before. There's things that are going to be activated that you didn't even know. You, you had no context for. This morning, I'm asking you to open your hearts, to sign up, to be part of the family. To say, I'm in. I want that. Whatever you're talking about, I want that. I don't even know what it is. I, I, I know I want that. But what I say to you this morning is sign up. Sign up. And, and, and the ultimate ask that I have for you this morning is this. If you are not even part of God's family, let, let's put Antioch family aside. Let's put your natural family aside. Let me ask you this. The ultimate ask this morning is, if you're not part of God's family, if you do not know without a doubt that you have been adopted into his family this morning, I want us to wrestle with that this morning. I want you to first and foremost be a part of God's family. Because in order to be, to be a part of the Antioch family, to be a part of we have to be a part of God's family. Because that's the only thing that will get, get us through some of this stuff, I can tell you that. <laughs> some of you guys are like, you're right. <laughs> Without that peace, without, that, without forgiveness, all that. Guess what? That fam family. You know it's true. <laughs> it's true. But here's the deal. 
If you haven't been a part of his family this morning, I want to make sure that you have that opportunity. Families affect the way that we view ourselves. It's the gift of the blessing of a family. How we view ourselves will affect our choices. That's the gift of responsibility. And our decisions affect our legacy that we will leave. That's the gift of legacy in our families. Let's stand up this morning as I close.